Welcome to the Doodle Shack Podcast. This is the host, Jess Cook. Go to the website at doodleshack.org. Feel free to email me at design at jesscook.co. The Doodle Shack Podcast is sponsored by jesscook.co. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. This is the next episode of Doodle Shack, and I have a special guest today. This is Jay Lawrence. I've known Jay for over 10 years, I think, something like that. Is that right, Jay? Over 10 years. Over 10 years, and we're good buddies. We've, we're... Wait, Jess is my little brother. Yeah, we're, we're buddies. We <laughs> spend... Anyway, so your first question, Jay, is give me a brief history of you growing up and how it was growing up, what role of creativity played in your life. Well, I think that uh, all kids have some kind of creative uh, bent in the beginning. Just uh, that's how we play. We let our imaginations roll. I grew up in a family with uh, uh, six, seven kids, <laughs> seven kids, and uh, I was the oldest of seven. My family has got a, a history of being involved with music. My mom was a musician, her dad was a musician, and I guess there's a musician in every generation back as far as you can go. So it was, you know, not unusual for my mom to uh, uh, start me up in piano lessons. And then if I expressed interest in something else like guitar, cello, what else did I study? Anyway, other things along the way, uh, she would support those endeavors and, and get me a private teacher and that sort of thing. I ended up falling in love with percussion and uh, and music theory, composition, and so that's where my life's career has taken me, is down those paths. But uh, certainly, uh, if you watch children play, you'll notice that uh, uh, they are quick to make up games, make up scenarios, and use their imagination. And I think that's the beginning of, of creativity. And I believe that probably gets stifled uh, probably by day-to-day living sometimes, you know, some of the harsh realities of having to make a living and, the, and that sort of thing, uh, or meeting other people's expectations may suppress that creative spirit that um, just about all of us have, I think. So when you, we've talked a couple times about you starting in your career with, with the drums, when was your first gig and how did you start? Okay, well, I got the wild idea after playing in the school band for about a year. I got the wild idea that maybe I could be a musician for my career. And uh, that career choice was bolstered by a nice man that owned a music store that brought over a box of materials that, uh, educational materials that had to do with percussion. Uh, This was right at the beginning of a Christmas break, actually, and so I went through that whole box, read every word on every uh, sheet, and tried every exercise uh, on my drum pad, and I got this uh, wild idea that uh, this was my future. And so my next birthday, lo and behold, what I got was drum set lessons and a drum set, and uh, that was my 14th birthday. And I'd been playing in the school band, you know, percussion prior to that, but uh, I practiced so hard uh, that uh, if I didn't have something else going on in a day, I would play from six to eight hours. 
and uh, I was just possessed with the idea that uh, this is fun, I'm getting better, I can see myself getting better, and maybe this is my future. And so at age 15 and a half, um, I showed up for one of my lessons, I started taking two lessons a week, and my teacher says, this is going to be a little different lesson, I'm going to teach you how to follow a conductor and mark your parts and that sort of thing. And uh, so he did, and at the end of that lesson, um, he uh, said, I've recommended you for a job, but you're going to have to join the union. So I joined the union, and uh, uh, the day I turned 16, uh, I was playing for the Barbara Eden show. And she was a actress that uh, had a nightclub show and was a singer, and she, she appeared on a television sitcom called uh, I Dream of Jeannie, Barbara Eden. So that was my first show, and then growing up in Reno, it was pretty common for uh, celebrities to come through town in the hotel show showrooms, and uh, <clears throat> and it wasn't long before I was working two shows a night, six nights a week, in uh, several of the hotels: Sahara Tahoe, Harris Tahoe, Harris Reno, John Esquaga's Nugget, and uh, King's Castle, and other sh uh, other showrooms like that. So that's my background, awesome. and it's kind of progressed from there. <laughs> awesome. So. Tell me some of the list of people. Some of these youngsters <laughs> might not know who you're talking about. Oh, the old. Give people. me a list. Give me a list of who you're, who you've played with. Okay, the, only the old people will know these names. <laughs> Let's see. I'm told that if I say Seth MacFarlane, some young people might know who that is, or um, Cher. Uh, some people know who Cher is still. And uh, let's see. I did the. I played on the score for. Sandlot, it's a kid's baseball movie. Uh, but as far as the older crowd, you'll recognize the names of Sammy Davis Jr., Liza Minnelli, Tom Jones, and various people like that, Charlie Rich, Roy Clark, Loretta Lynn. Uh, I've been on the road with Liberace, the Osmonds, James Moody, Enoch Train, and um, uh, let's see, who else? Oh, Chris Ledoux. Chris Ledoux's this rodeo rock and roller. Um, when uh, Garth Brooks uh, and Chris Ledoux did a joint concert, uh, my claim to fame is Garth Brooks opened for us. <laughs> so not a light list. That's pretty. I love that. I love talking about all the people that he's he's played for and played with, and all your your creative endeavor endeavors. Um, so you write your own music, correct? I do, and interesting you should use that expression, Creative Endeavors. That was the name of my first album, oh, which came out in 1989, my first album as a leader, uh, Creative Endeavors. So what is your your creative process when you're developing a new or writing a new song? Okay, I have a strong belief about creativity, and that is that it doesn't come out of thin air. Uh, creativity is uh, using materials and our life's experience and trying to fashion them together in new ways. So one of the things I'll do is take a progression, a chord progression that I like and I'll finesse it until it's the form and I'll kind of make some decisions. And I believe creativity is just about making decisions. One decision will lead to another decision, which will lead to another decision. And you just kind of keep making decisions. And eventually you've put something together. And in my case, if I'm writing music, you know, I'll start with a chord progression, 
choose a groove or a time signature and finesse it until I like it, choose the key signature, and then maybe sing that. As I'm playing that on a piano, I'll sing a melody and, and keep working on it until I like what came out. And then when I like something, I'll write it down. And what I found is when you first create something, it's in its infancy, and it's uh, probably wise to go back, revisit it, and clean up things, make some improvements along the way. Don't fall in love with your first attempt at uh, something creative. Well, that's a good point. There's a, uh, there's a, um, a storyteller that I was listening to his podcast he was doing one time, and he talked about his stories always, they're on a journey. And the journey's never done. It's always something that progresses and changes and things you have to mold and improve. Um, one last question, Jay. Um, what advice would you give people, kids, anyone that wants to get into your music field, what advice would you give them? Acquire a mastery of the basics. I think that uh, in the beginning, the best thing you can do is perfect your technique, your knowledge of theory, your reading, your sight reading, uh, your awareness of styles. Listen and observe because really when we practice, uh, we gain the ability to execute our ideas. But uh, we don't have any ideas unless we've first put a lot of stuff in our human computer, the brain, by listening and observing. So uh, and then I would say, you know, these elements exist, and all we're doing is uh, refashioning them in our own uh, uh, unique ways. And, uh, and when we put together new melodies and new grooves and uh, new ideas, new orchestrations, uh, all these things uh, lead to something fresh and original, and, and we make a, a contribution to the art form in that way. I believe, you know, my religious side is going to come out now. I believe that one of our goals is to emulate, obey, follow, and emulate our creator. And one of the things that he does is he creates. And what does he create uh, with? He uses materials that already exist. And, uh, and you know, each uh, creation is going to be different. All of us human beings are different, and so our creative output will be unique, unique to us. Thank you, Jay. That was perfect. We're going to end with that, and we want to thank Jay one more time for coming. Thank you, Jay. It's a real pleasure to be here with you, Jess. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Visit the website at doodleshack.org. The Doodle Shack Podcast is sponsored by JessCook.co. We will see you next time. Keep on creating.